The Arizona Coyotes are back in action against the Anaheim Ducks tonight. We talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlock. Uh, fortunately, no Robin today. She will hopefully be rejoining the show very soon, uh, but have a special guest uh, today. Joining me for the second time is Patrick Brown. Patrick, how are you doing today? Doing great, Carl. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, before we get started, I do want to make sure to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen of the day. Um, so, Patrick, we have a, an interesting game today. We talked about it a little bit before. Uh, the Coyotes should have momentum going into this game. They beat the San Jose Sharks 5-2. Mm-hmm. Impressive win, all mm-hmm. things considered. But they do not because of one key thing. I had a whole solo episode about it yesterday. Clayton Keller is out. We now know that he broke his, uh, femur. his femur. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. I was trying to remember all the leg bones. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, he broke his femur. He is currently anticipated to miss four to six months. Uh, honestly, not the worst case scenario. I, I know a big concern I had was potential knee injury, just because that is what derailed Yashkin and Connor yeah. Timmons. Uh, everyone I talked to and said that to, they're like, no, you could see it in like his upper leg. So I'm like, are you just better at looking at broken bones than I am or, or what? Yeah. yeah I, those, I, those kind of things always bring out the medical professional and everybody, <laughs> I think. Um <laughs> It was scary, for yeah. sure. Uh, and like you said, obviously, you know, awful news overall. And mm-hmm. an injury like that with literally one of the strongest bones in your body um, is scary. And we um, we wish the best for Clayton. But like you said, Absolutely. as a person for Clayton, as a person and as a professional where hockey is his livelihood, it's reassuring to see the Coyotes literally say in their statement yesterday that he will make a full recovery. Yeah. Um, again, as a person first, it's just it, you're relieved because, you know, you, you don't want to see something permanent that can impact his life in a negative way. Um, and then obviously as a professional, and as a hockey player, it's also good to know four to six months, I guess, yesterday uh, morning in the hospital, he was already talking to Nick Schmaltz and Andre Torini about his recovery uh, nice. and about his training. And um, it's, you know, he's, he's no surprise to anybody, but he's already ready to go. Yeah. Um, and he's got a long road ahead of him. But with what he has shown this year um, and the commitment he's shown to the Coyotes, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back even better and stronger. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, if nothing else, the Coyotes do have plenty of like staff there who know how to handle lower For body sure. injuries. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. 
<laughs> There'll be a course on that. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a requirement for anybody new coming in. Yeah. Um, must have experience treating lower yeah. body injuries. Uh, ha- have you ever uh, broken any kind of bone like that? Uh, never, never like that high up. So it's been a long time. But second grade, I broke my foot. Um, <laughs> uh, my right foot. That was actually. Um, Believe it or not, that was an accident playing football in the house with my brother. Um, and, and then I lied about it until I came clean like 10 Thanksgivings ago. So that was funny. But um, but I broke so I broke it. It was actually in the foot. I forget. It's like the metatarsal or something like that. I don't remember the actual terminology. It was something like that. Um, and it was like nothing. That was a low contact type injury. I've actually had worse injuries um, with sprains. Mm. I've sprained both of my ankles in various times in my life, all sports related. Um, and honestly, I've had a harder time recovering from those, but never anything that serious. Uh, you know, it was scary all the way around with Clayton um, from seeing the injury to witnessing a grown man, professional athlete in that amount of pain is yeah. scary. It sits with you. You know, you see that everybody on the ice, even the referees, kind of all take a step back and kind of watch, pray, hope. Um, And so, and I was talking with Craig Morgan after everything. And, you know, you saw Keller give the thumbs up. And um, it's crazy that's a thing. (laughs) Like, he's in so much pain. And you know something went horribly wrong. But... (laughs) He's, he gives a thumbs up, which is the obligatory thing to do, right? I often wonder, yeah. do they tell you while they're taking you off to do that? Or is that just a thing because you're you're like, oh, my God, I'm the guy. I got to give a thumbs up. But it's just crazy that that one little sign and everybody's like, oh, OK. All right. He's OK. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, I have cracked my I do not remember which. It's either the tibia or the fibula. Oh. Like yeah. one of the the, the lower bone. bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and that what was riding my that? uh I was riding my bike across the street, across Bell in surprise. Oh. Uh the light turned green, oh, so God. a truck proceeded to go, and I hit the side of the truck. Um so like the like a, tire are we was flattened. Are we talking yeah, it was a pickup truck? truck? Okay, okay. And like I snapped <laughs> off the guy's mirror, and that was the only damage. A flat tire and a broken mirror, uh, and my leg broke. Uh so that was fun. Uh and, and honestly, the did recovery... you get an, did you get an ambulance on scene there? Did somebody call for help or did you take yourself to the hospital? I gotta know. No, this is a good story. I was I was very young. I was uh 13, so I was with my mom. They okay. had an ambulance. Okay. Uh, my mom had the presence of mind to be like, we'll, we'll drive him, him ourselves because it wasn't that bad. Like I was able to walk around. Sure, sure. Uh, honestly, like the thing that hurt worse was recovery because like just yeah. like learning to walk yeah. was absolute pain. Oh, uh, yeah. I they're like, all right, be careful. And I like hopped off the table and immediately rolled my ankle. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that was fun. I remember that too. After however long being in a cast, a couple months, right? I was yeah. in a cast a few months with my foot. Um, and I was much younger. I was in second grade, but I remember when they cut the cast off with that little pizza cutter thing. It looks like a yeah. pizza cutter. Um, and the first step I put on my foot after two months, the only way I, I could describe it at the time was like you, 
didn't even, it was like I stepped into a hole. Like I didn't yeah. even feel. So yeah, I, the, to your point, and that's another thing with Clayton, the recovery and um, it's challenging and it, it's, you know, we were younger obviously, yeah. and we didn't have the resources and the training resources and that Keller has, but um, it's doesn't matter. It, it's challenging. It, it certainly is a testament to your willpower and, and your ability for Clayton too to get back on the ice. So obviously wishing him all the best. And I'm glad you were okay. That's a scary accident, Carl. Yeah. You, you ran into a truck. That's not a story you hear every day. No, no, it's really not. And, and then like I have uh, sprained my ankle a couple of times. Uh, I've rolled it like skateboarding. That was not fun yep, like i just yep. stepped off and like my yeah, ankle went a different way yep uh that was and the uh, only other thing i've dislocated a toe at a concert which was were you in the pit yes nice uh, nice and, it sounds and then, like it was worth it then to be honest uh it was uh it was Hawthorne Heights, so <laughs> not really um <laughs> good um, and then uh and then my friend uh like Put it back in its socket, like oh, nice in the smoking area outside nice. of uh, the marquee. That's how that story ended. That's I was just like, funny. "Don't touch it!" And they're just like, "Hey, look over there!" And I'm like, "Okay." And were you in sandals? No, I was wearing uh, like Vans. Oh wow, that's so that's a pretty hardcore injury if you're wearing Vans too. That is not a light shoe by any means. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I went. I bought Doc Martens afterwards, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> only gonna wear boots to concert. steel toe boots to every <laughs> yes. concert from now on. Yeah, um, protect yeah, feet. One of my so uh, I think it was the most recent ankle spraining was I was actually playing men's league softball, and horrible decision, horrible decision to slide into second way late. Like I had no business sliding into second that late. And my toe caught the bag, which was not breakaway. The bag was yeah. not a breakaway bag. My toe caught the bag, and my entire body rolled over my foot. Oh. And I'll, I'll never forget, before I even felt any pain, it was a very severe sprain. I was out of commission yeah. for a while. Before I even felt any pain, the shortstop just looked. He, like, watched the play, and he watched me, and he goes, oh, my God. And he, like, turned away. And I, I was like what and like as i was saying what the pain set in that that one i actually got gurneyed off they called an ambulance and put me in an air cast and everything i don't know how i didn't break it but yeah that's that was um that was actually probably the most difficult injury i i had to come back from because it was so severe like that you know you see the pictures of even with a sprain my entire foot was purple my ankle was purple it was swollen and yeah you know what though I caught the next week because the next week was the playoffs and I would not miss it. So I caught and I hit and I'd get a courtesy runner on first base if I got on base. So, uh, and I was, nice. I was three for four. I do have to good. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, also may have permanently messed up my ankle by playing, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that is always the offside. And I mean, if, if nothing else, you can say that this injury happened at the, best time because keller's not going to be rushed into recovering right i agree absolutely absolutely like the team is like all right he he's done he's comfortably done and the timeline is 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 good for him being at training camp yes maybe a little bit late uh or, or working on himself but it looks good uh which is 
really good to see. Uh, I posted yesterday that Keller's Iron Man streak yeah. is just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the last time he didn't play uh, a game for the Coyotes was April 8th, 2017. Yeah. So hopefully I, he can start the next season. I, uh, I'm ashamed to admit I didn't realize he had, it was like three, I think it's like 359 games or something like that he had. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize it. So after the game, because of course they were winning and I had my story written and it was going to, we were going to coast right into the post game press conference. And then that happened. Um, and after the game, when I was writing my recap and like, I was looking at him and I, I saw, you know, 2017, 18, I believe it was when he played three games that year when he, you know, got called mm-hmm. up and then that was that. Um, and I'm like, man, 82 games, 82 games. 70 games, and I think that was the COVID-shortened season. 56 games, and that was definitely all the games last year. Holy cow, he hasn't – I'm ashamed to admit I didn't realize he had that Iron Man streak going. Um, and what a bummer. What a, yeah. what a bummer for a, a way to it, for it to go out so close to the end of the season um, as well. But So I think I was joking with you. I said, somebody wrap Phil Kessel in bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> they recognized him um, at the game. Uh, they the did, day, which was nice because he is now second, and we'll see where this whole thing ends uh, between yeah. first and second. But um, it was a nice moment. I saw actually the linesman was standing next to him, and even he was clapping. So um, it was pretty cool. But yeah, I I did not realize that Keller had his own uh, Iron Man streak going, and uh, for not the biggest guy on the ice, um, super impressive to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I will say this, and then we're going to head to a quick break. Uh, Keller was fourth on the Ironman streak, and it's funny because number three was Brent Burns. So oh, wow. three wow. of the top yeah. four Ironman streaks were on the ice uh, last Wednesday, and unfortunately, one of them has come to an end or will come to an end today. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. A little bit more right after this, but I got a couple quick messages from our sponsors. Um, And the first is from our friends at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon lemon and uh, pasta primavera. Uh, Very good recipes. Uh, You can tell they're diverse because I do not know how to pronounce them well. Uh, You get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Uh, I like to make myself food myself mostly but i do like the idea of having a little bit more structure finding someone like having someone send you something be like here try this because i'm always looking to try new stuff and that's a good push to really get you to try something new what i want you to do is go to hellofresh.com slash lockdown 16 and use promo code lockdown 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that's promo code or that slash Locked on 16 and code locked on 16 for 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, also, I have a message from our friends at Built Bar. And that's, have you tried the puffs? 
If not, you're missing out on one of the best-tasting Built Bar flavors. The Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, like the yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, or banana cream pie, my personal favorite. They're all so good, you're going to have one that will be your new favorite. Uh, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the Puffs. And most Built Bars only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. What I want you to do is go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everyone. This is Carl Pavlock, uh, host of Locked On Coyotes. We're back uh, talking with Patrick Brown. Uh, before we get started, I do want to mention, if you're looking for another podcast to check out after this, check out Locked On Now. Uh, it's available on the Locked On Network. So we have to actually talk about the game that's going to happen, not just uh, the Our lack of... Our various sports injuries. <laughs> various sports injuries, lack of color. Um what I thought was a really good sign uh, of just like the season overall yesterday was Yanunik having two goals, yeah, first two goals of the season, yeah, just one of many Tucson Roadrunners who have really stepped up, huge, uh, and that is what kind of gives me a little bit of hope with Keller being out, like. The yep. the Coyotes have been so good at having like that next man up mentality because they've been dealing yep. with a lot like all teams have this year like COVID issues but just in terms of season ending injuries this is not new for the coyotes right. is, is there a player from the roadrunners or who's currently with the team now who you think could really step up and kind of show what they can do uh who's currently with tucson yeah um so I, I need to go back and look and see because I, I don't I where's McChelly these days? Is he up or down? He's up. He's up. Um because that like that to your point, it's almost hard to keep track. Yeah. Uh because there's been that next man up mentality. Uh funny thing about Yannick, uh, obviously he's got four career goals, all of which have come against the San Jose Sharks. Very um, so that's you know, that's um an interesting fact that he was joking after the game, one of the few light moments uh, where he's, he's like, I think Craig asked him why San Jose is like, well, I played him the most. So <laughs> that was, thought that was a pretty good answer. To yeah, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, he but, hasn't played too many games. He's, he's definitely played the San Jose Sharks the most probably. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's tough to keep track, Carl. You said it best. The the next man up mentality is where it's been, and you're looking at how banged up the Coyotes are without, obviously, Keller. And then Lawson Kraus was another bummer uh, to see go down, and yep. you just continue to see. So I, I think we might be surprised with who we see with who steps up. It's been um, – it's been I don't know if I want to say fun to watch some of these kids develop because it's been painful at yeah, times. Yeah. But in, in some ways, it has been fun to watch them step up. And, and you see uh, players like Unique, like J.J. Mosier, who um, kind of had a, a breakout earlier this year. And um, it's just been fun to watch the kids play. The seasons have had a little bit of everything. Um, it, it's for a rebuilding season, almost best case scenario. They had a mini win streak in there, so everybody could enjoy it, see yeah. them win a little bit. And then 
they kind of tapered off and now they're leading the lottery race again. And that's kind of where you want to be if you're Bill Armstrong, to be honest. Sure. Um, so I don't have anybody in particular that I'm keeping my eye on, I guess, but I'm excited to see who it is because it just seems like it's continued to surprise, um, you know, week after week, game after game with who steps up and um, you're not going to fill Keller's shoes, but no. um somebody will step up and I'm looking forward to seeing who, who that is. And what about you? Uh, who, who do you got your eye on? So uh, I think it was during Edmonton at one point, every coyotes player on the ice had been with the Roadrunners. Uh, like, cause I yeah. think it was Hayton, uh, Michelli, Carcone, yeah. Deneen and Mayo on the ice. And I do not know if I have that right. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely been someone. Honestly, I think Phil Kessel is going to step up. Oh. Like with Craig Morgan reporting that Kessel went like straight to see Keller. Like he knows what this kind of situation is. Like, and we all know that Kessel isn't happy that he wasn't traded, yep. but he right. is also just such a professional like you saw that with his oh, yeah. two setups uh on unique skulls like i think he is probably going to be the coyote's best player moving down the end so um, i misunderstood the question yeah yeah i, I, I cheated a little people. <laughs> i mean i could have taken kessel carl um and actually to your point to your point on that uh if we're talking about current coyotes i think barrett hayton steps up barrett hayton um, He's, and he is also kind of a Tucson guy because he's yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you, he, he didn't do that well the other day in the dot, but I've been really, really impressed with his faceoffs this season. Yeah. Um, you need a good faceoff guy. He really seems to be a good faceoff guy. Uh, there were a couple of occasions earlier this year where he won a draw because of icing. And the Coyotes ended up scoring on that possession, whether or not it was right off the draw or they cycled it a little bit. Um, so I think Barrett Hayton, we're going to see step up a little bit. Um, but Travis Boyd is uh, another one. He played very well centering Schmaltz and Keller. Um, so he, I assume maybe we'll see him up and maybe Schmaltz moves back to the wing and Boyd will center Richie and Schmaltz. I don't know. That pure speculation. Um, I believe in the last game, Boyd, well, Boyd and Hayton combined for the for the final goal with or yeah. the second to last goal. So I could see putting Hayton on the win wing, having him take Keller's spot, putting him with Boyd and Schmaltz. Sure. That seems like a a good line for me. Yeah, Richie did well on the first line. Well, he scored on the he first did. line. Yeah. It, um, it was a new look top line uh, the other day, and and Richie, you gotta hand it to him. Oh yeah. Um, I I did. I honestly didn't expect him, and all of his goals. He's just he's that net front. He all of his goals have basically been tap-ins. Yeah. Just standing there, and, and somebody makes a great pass, and he's there. And what do they teach you? Keep that stick on the ice, and that's why. Um, and and he's in the right place, right time. He fits in well into the system. But I think Richie already has stepped up. Um, yeah. so to me, I, I got my eye on Barrett Hayton tonight. I think he's going to have a good game. Um, but we'll see. But sorry, I didn't mean to jump back into it, but I misunderstood the assignment, so I wanted to go back and correct myself. 
And, and I do also want to say uh, Hudson Fashing has been recalled by the Coyotes. Uh, he's played a couple of games. I think yeah. his last game was March 12th against the Boston Bruins. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. The, the Coyotes this year are a team where, especially if you're younger, you have opportunity oh, because yeah. there is plenty of ice time to go around. You just need to earn it. And uh, I think to your point, like we, we have been surprised, like pleasantly surprised by like so much like JJ mm-hmm. Mosier, mm-hmm. uh, Chenek, I think has been yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, so there is definitely a possibility that we aren't even going to know who the next player to take that big step is. Uh, but I, I just feel bad for the Roadrunners because I think they're running out of players. Yeah, it's, you know, that's so it goes in the yeah. NHL, right? When you're dealing with a parent club that's banged up, it it just kind of is what it is. And um, it, tonight is an interesting matchup. The Ducks have speed. The Ducks have, obviously, a Calder favorite. I, I don't know if he's the front runner, but certainly one of the top three. Um, yeah. Trevor Zegris. And um, it's going to be – it'll be – it's an interesting matchup. It's going to be a fast game. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how they match up, but I think the Coyotes have a number of guys who, um, they can, who can ring the bell and you still have that veteran presence. You've got guys like Schmaltz, like Kessel, um, like, you know, Erickson and and Strawman and, and you've got your veteran ghost. I mean, ghost Ghost, is a big one, um, who can help lead the way they've been through it before, um, and you know, you got a guy leading the club like Torini, who I've just been so impressed with all year, Absolutely. handles everything with class. He's an amazing human being, um, answers all the questions. And a lot of times they're the same questions we ask. It's hard to frame up a, why did you lose any differently? Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, uh, they've got a guy who in Torini, who's well-equipped to kind of lead by example. So um, I think we're going to see good things out of this team, and I think we're going to see them rally. Uh, you know, another thing Torini mentioned was every one of those, uh, the entire team basically went by, like, the medical room, the x-ray room where, where yeah. Keller was, and kind of, like, touched him touched him on his leg or not leg or shoulder or whatever um, <laughs> to let him know that they were there for him and they were thinking of him. And it's a tight-knit group. It has been yeah. all year. It's been impressive to see because I've been on some softball teams that haven't won a game and we hate each other by the end of the year. Sure. Um, so it's a tight knit group. And I think we're going to see a bunch of people step up. Um, I like your picks. And and I think my, my pick for tonight's number 29, he's my pick to click Barrett Hayden. Nice. Nice. I, I, I like it. And yeah, bear has been just a phenomenal coach. Like yeah. he has kept this team together, yeah. which is what you need a coach to do in the first year of a rebuild. Uh, this is great. We have one more segment coming up where we're going to talk about the betting predictions for the game. But first, another quick message from our sponsors. And that's from our friends at Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews of all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
And speaking of Bet Online, I'm at, on betonline.net to look at the odds. Uh, let's see. It looks like the Ducks are the favorite for this one. Sure. Minus 118 on the money line, plus 107. So pretty close. Yeah. Uh, over under is set at six, minus 109 for the over. Or, sorry. Uh, it says minus 109 for the over, minus 101 for the under. So, I guess the push is the favorite. Uh, not sure I've ever seen that one. Kind of an interesting one. But You said it's six? Yeah, six. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. <laughs> taking the over, okay. Uh, and, and that's how I usually like to, to handle the segment, like less about the odds and more about what you think the score is going to be. Uh, I will say that the Ducks have lost their last yeah. three games or four. They've uh, really dropped off. Like they yeah. have, they were, is, you know, I think one of Zegers's biggest arguments for Calder, other than the fact that he can do parlor tricks, like the lacrosse style goal yeah. is, um, the Ducks were wildly competitive for a while, uh, but they've really dropped off. Kind of the same you see in Detroit with Lucas Raymond. Um, the Red Wings are on a huge slide right now as well. So those those teams that were being led by the younger ones um, are dropping off. And to your point, the Ducks have, have dropped pretty significantly. So what I found this season is when you're watching these matchups of the, the not-so-good teams, I'm trying to remember uh, who the Coyotes were playing so a few weeks ago, and it was a wild game. Um, but when they're playing, I think it might have been, maybe it was the Blackhawks, I don't remember, but these not-so-good games end up being high-scoring, fast-paced affairs. Could have um, been Ottawa. They had Might have been Ottawa. Or, been Ottawa. I mean, there was the 9-2 Detroit game. That was, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, but either way, it's like these, these games against the bottom-tier NHL teams, yeah. always turn out to be wildly entertaining and a lot of times high scoring because you get a lot of odd man rushes and things like that. So I'm taking the over, Carl. I'm taking the over. So I, I double-checked. The Ducks are on an 11-game losing it's streak. It's 11 games. Wow. 11. Wow. They do have a – it looks like a couple of overtime shootout lo- losses. So. Sure, sure. But, but 11. Um, wow. Which I'm just kind of glad the Coyotes got their losing streak out of the way. Agreed, yeah. In the yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, because, 13 yeah. strong there. Yeah. Thank you, Wedgie. Uh, we miss yeah. Wedgie. Yeah. Um, Vemelka. Yeah. Veggie misses Wedgie. He's now started six straight games. I assume he's getting the nod tonight as well. I don't know why I he mean, wouldn't. It's the Ducks. You can put it in kosher. Huh? Or, here, here's, the, here's the problem I always have with the Ducks. Uh, I don't trust the Coyotes to ever be able to solve John Gibson. Sure, like, sure. Just in general, like so, I agree with you. Like a high-scoring affair definitely seems like the smart bet, but I've been burned too too many times by John Gibson just deciding to be a freaking wall against the Coyotes, and you're like, this team is horrible. Why have they only allowed one goal? Oh, because Gibson's just doing Gibson things. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the opposition this year has felt that way about Vimelka. Yes, to be honest. absolutely. Was, I mean, uh, crazy stat for Vimelka. Uh, you know, he made uh, however many, 39, 40 saves or whatever the other day. It was more than 40 because in the outline, uh, the, the post-game notes, 
from the Coyotes, Vimelka is now one of four goalies ever to win four games with 40 or more saves yeah. uh, in his rookie season. And uh, the others were Patrick Laleem, uh Carter Hart, and I can't remember who. There's a third one. I can't remember who it was, but uh, pretty cool stat. And and we'll see, like, Coronar, why why not go with Melka? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, sure. It's, uh, I mean, it, it depends on, I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. And yeah. if, if at this point, I hate to put it this way. I know people hate when you say this, but if at this point, if you're trying to tank and, uh, you know, I, I put Coronar in net, but if you're trying to beat the Ducks and, um, and Vimelka loves being out there. He said after last last game that he wants to play every night. He didn't yeah. care that he's started six straight games in five different cities over four different time zones. He didn't care. He said, I want to play every night. Um, and I think the way he's been playing, you still ride him. But we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm going to say I'm awful at this game, Carl, but I'm going to say 4-3 Coyotes win. 4-3 Coyotes. 4-3. It's the over. Four three uh, coyotes. Uh, see, my my heart is telling me to take the over, but just doing the math, I'm like, there's no way I can I can justify this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one coyotes. Oh wow, I think, low scoring affair. I I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think it's gonna be one of those bad games that's just low scoring. So maybe a little bit more boring. Like I don't see a lot of passes connecting. The coyotes are going to be like shifting everyone up a line. So I don't think that's going to be conducive to them scoring. Sure. And I, I, I really don't want the coyotes to be the team that the ducks break their 11 game losing streak to. That just, that, that Agreed. hurts my heart. Uh, so I am going to bet against that. Um, but there are predictions Four three coyotes for Patrick. Uh, three. What did I say? Three one coyotes. Two one. You said two one. Two one coyotes uh, on my end. A close game. Nail biter. <laughs> It'll probably be in like overtime. I was, or something. I was about to say, you know what? I'm going to have a little fun. I'm going to say four three overtime coyotes win. That's what I'm nice. going to throw out there. So uh, yeah. I can't remember what team it was, but they lost. 1-0 in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm just like, how do you lose? It, it, was it a shootout on top of it? No, it was oh, overtime. At least it was an overtime goal. Yeah. It was a one nothing shootout win. Oof, those are brutal games to be at. They absolutely are. But, <laughs> but uh, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen of today. Uh, and now that you're done, Check out uh, Locked On Fantasy with hosts Steel Rodden and Philip Livingston. And you can become an expert on your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Patrick, tell everyone where people can find you. Ah, go on over to thehockeywriters.com. Check out, uh, you know, anything on the Hockey Writers. But obviously I cover the Coyotes. Do a little bit of dabbling for the Red Wings, but not much. Um, you can catch me on my uh, the Hockey Writers Grindline podcast, which is the Red Wings podcast, uh, drops every Saturday. I will not be on this week's episode because we record on Fridays and got a game tonight. Sure, um, sure. But uh, yeah, head on over to the Hockey Writers. You can find me on Twitter at P Brown Hockey. Um, and Carl, thanks for having me. Always oh. appreciate it, and uh, it's always nice to be able to talk hockey with you for a little bit. Absolutely, you are one of my favorite people to talk hockey with. Uh, it's why I made sure that the 
Second to last time I was at a game, we made sure to, to meet up on that terrace. That's a nice great. spot. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Carl Pavlock FFH. Follow the web, uh, follow the podcast uh, LO underscore Coyotes on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Follow, find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on YouTube, so thank you to our YouTube watchers. Uh, hopefully, Robin will be back next week. But until then, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen. Thank you for following the show. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.